Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from HowToDrawComics.net, along with co-host Ed Foychuk for another episode of the HTDC podcast. Today on the show, we're talking about where an aspiring comic book artist should begin when it comes to learning how to draw comics. Because, let's face it, the comic art skill set requires a monumental amount of practice, patience and dedication to master. And with all that goes into it, figuring out where to start can sometimes be a challenge in and of itself. Now, Ed, we're both artists and it's taken us a long time to get our drawing abilities to the point they're at now. But do you remember where it all began for you? Well, I was born in 1973. (laughs) (laughs) How far back do we want to go, man? Well, probably the point at which, because I know there was a point for me, for sure, where I kind of started to get serious about my comic book art, and I was like, okay, where do I actually begin the process of getting my skill set to a pro level? Because... You know, I think that every artist has this innate need to create. You know, they're in prep, they go through primary school, kind of doodling in their mass book. But there comes this point, usually, at least for me, it was around the mid-teens where I was like, okay, I want to be a comic book artist for a living and do what I love every day. So how do I get my skills to the point that they need to be at in order for that to become a reality? So... Yeah, no, I totally get that. And you know what? I think it was almost the same age grouping for me. For elementary school, you know, I did my little doodles. I created little characters and all that. And it was cute, right? (laughs) And then once you get into uh, secondary school, you know, then, yeah, people are looking and saying, well, you know, the pressure comes on. What are you going to do as you become an adult, right? And it's like, oh, my God, what do I do? (laughs) Right? Exactly. uh, And, okay, I'll become a comic book artist. I love this shit, right? Like, I'm in it, right? And um, yeah. But how do I do it, right? And so, you know, I think, unfortunately, what happens is uh, a lot of people start in the wrong direction. And I know I totally did, right? And so, you know, on our on the uh, Facebook group, we've got <laughs> almost every 10th message or every 10th post is like a real simple one. And I feel bad for these guys sometimes, but it's like, because yeah. they, get, they get kind of jumped on once in a while, right? But it's more like, hey, guys, how do I start? You know, yeah. and it's almost like the, the basic answer. And it's frustrating sometimes because, like, well, that's such a broad question and everything. But they're right because how do you start, right? Like, how do you really begin this? And so I can tell you how not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's you know, start with I that. Was, yeah, let's start with that. When I was, uh, let's say, same age, somewhere around 14, 15 or whatever, I started to get more into drawing and everything, right? And uh, what you know, what was inspiring me, it was, this was, you know, the early 90s, uh, and it was the image crew that came out, right? Mm-hmm. So it was covers from McFarlane, from Lee, Silvestri, and all these guys, and I was like, damn, these look good, right? And I was like, I want to draw like that. That's That could be something I could do, right? And so what did I do? I tried to draw like that. And here, and I'm going to put a real huge disclaimer. It wasn't that I tried to draw like that. I actually tried to draw just that. I would take whatever cover it was, whatever uh, panel it was or whatever, and try to recreate it exactly. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I started to think I was going to be a comic book artist, was just copying, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it had its good and its bad to it. Like, uh, the good point was I started to get uh, decent at copying and rendering and stuff like that. And and those worked out pretty pretty well and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But... People kept giving me advice. They were like, like not. I'm not talking general people. Like, oh, that looks good. No, I mean like art teachers and uh, just people trying to help me out. And they're like, you know what you should do? Here, here's a how to draw book. You know, they would give me these books. I'm sure. Did you get some of those books? Oh yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. I actually had a, a very old animation book that my mum must have passed down to me. Like she had it when she was a kid. And oh, cool. It had a lot of great examples in it. It was one of those books that didn't really cover the fundamentals, but it had a ton of actual cartoon examples of different characters and that kind of thing. And cool. I would do exactly what you did. I'd just copy it you know, f- straight from the book and try to replicate it. And the funny thing was, because this particular book had so many different facial expressions for the characters, I would actually try to create little comics out of the, the various facial expressions that were in it. 
And like just picking those ones, right? Yeah, exactly. Of course, right. I didn't real. I wasn't even thinking about it at the time because this is when I was super young that I wouldn't ever really be able to use that as my own comic book in any way, shape, or form. But I guess you know when it comes to the the copying comic book covers and you know working from artists such as Todd McFarlane, the the Image Era guys in general, because I mean Mark Silvestri yep. was a big one for me. I did the exact same thing, man. I would copy <laughs> that you know, verbatim essentially down into my sketchbook and yep. I would try to get it as close as I possibly could to what I was seeing because I figured that if I wanted to draw like that, if I was able to replicate them enough times over and over and over again, I was going to have to pick something up somewhere down the line and and hopefully it would sink in somehow that their rendering yep. style, the way they detailed and, and composed their images that somehow I would gain their ability and be able to make my own stuff with it. I never intended to rip them off or copying no, or copy no, them for a living or anything like that. Yeah. I just wanted their skill. <laughs> and I figured right. that that was the best way to do it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I did have those drawing books. And i got to say, How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way meant something to me when I was a kid, and it means something different to me now. You know, I yeah. look at it very differently. Yeah, you know, I think I got that exact same book, and I think if i recall i actually had the vhs tape as well oh nice and, yeah <laughs> right or beta maybe <laughs> beta max or something way back in the days right yeah and you know the thing is like i got myself in such a bad habit of just looking at the finished product and continuing to copy that finished product you know i was just like doing the same thing looking at how they render it looking where the lines go all that kind of stuff yeah. and whether it was the book or whether it was my mindset at the time or whatever it was, but those drawing books, like, you know, the circles, the cylinders, the shapes and the forms, nothing was sinking in for me. You know, I was just like, oh, no, I just would skip to the end of the chapter or the end of the thing or whatever, or not necessarily skip, but I would go pretty quick and hit that last image and say that, and I would draw that image. And you know what? It looked pretty damn good. Like 16, 17-year-old, I would, you know, everybody would say, Wow, look at that art, you know, and uh, and that's the voice they used, right? Wow, look yeah. at that art, and uh, you know, and I was like, yeah, right on, right? Uh, you know, I'm I'm doing great, right? Yeah, but yeah. at a at a certain point, shit fell apart, you know. Like I just I was copying, I wasn't creating, I wasn't constructing, you know. I only had one of those C's. In my combination. And how did you feel about it? You must have felt kind of torn. Like, you felt kind of good that you were getting all these props from, you know, your friends and your family. Like, hey, great work, man. This looks amazing. But at the same same time, deep down, you knew that it wasn't really yours. And I think what every artist at the end of the day wants to do is create stuff from their own imagination. Because we all have our own stories to tell, right? Our own characters to share with the world. For me, it actually took me a while. Like, uh... I, I think I mentioned to, be, to you before that I had taken a break from art and stuff. And so when I came back, I came back with that same mindset. Oh, I'm going to just copy these things down. And I was actually doing something called reskinning. I don't know if you've ever heard of that term or anything. But it's basically taking, uh, swiping a pose and then reskinning it into somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Like I right, take, a, right. take a Superman pose, reskin it, and make it into Sentry or something like that, right? Um, if that makes sense, right? Yep, yep. And I was on, and I've mentioned this website to you a bunch of times, and I, I can't hype it enough. Mm-hmm. Pencil Jack, back in the days, was just great. And I, I would post up my stuff, and people were like, you know what, man? Your colors are great. Your line works great. But holy shit, your cake doesn't stand on its own. You've got all the icing on it and stuff like that, but your the structure just isn't there. And it, and it honestly, I'm going to admit, it took me some time. It took me some time to put my ego down and to say like because as soon as somebody says something like that it's like fuck you man i I picked cake you know like but i couldn't i couldn't my cake kind of looked great and to the average eye they were looking at it saying wow look at the frosting right but (laughs) um you know i just i really didn't i didn't know how to build it and so i had to go way way back to those damn cylinders and start learning how to how to build it and you know you know what i did to do that what What, what did you do I bought your course. No way. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's the one, man. I don't know if you remember, but I think it was about two years back. I had emailed you. I was like, hey, man, I'm buying all the like the ultra high definition pack or whatever. I can't remember. You had like <laughs> this is the ultra, ultra pack, yeah. Pack, right? Where yeah. I can join in on the membership clubs and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And 
you know, I don't know how much the membership clubs did for me, but I got to say, just breaking it down, the way you broke it down for me helped helped me. I had already been kind of heading on that path, but you just like knocked me right on those rails, man. And it, wow. it, it, it's, it's helped me continue on from that path. Man, thanks so much. I mean, that that's why I created it, right? I, You never know if it's going to actually help somebody when you're creating these courses. They take so much time and you put so much energy and love into them. And yeah. all you yeah. want to do is hope that they give the students that are going to take it some kind of result at the end of the day, a result that they're yep. looking for, that they go from this level to the next one after they've done it. And I was really grateful to have the feedback from you know other students like yourself who it really did benefit who actually were impacted by it so man that really does mean a lot when you say that and it surprises me actually that you were kind of it was only at that point that you were getting your fundamentals handled because that was that was only a few years ago yeah yeah wow because I was always a colorist. Like when I came back into doing art and stuff like that, I was actually, I've got some uh, pro credits for coloring and stuff. And I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe I'm going to go just just as a colorist, right? And yeah. I thought, well, so that's where I put a lot of my energy into it and stuff. But I was always, as you said, you want to create, right? And I yeah. wanted to be a creator. And yes, I love coloring other people's work. I'm pretty quick at it. But it was missing something. I, I, I put the coloring aside and I was like, no, I just want to go back to my pencils and stuff and see if I could bring them up. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, man, your course helped. And you know, it's funny too, because like, I gotta say most of the teachers that I've had through my art life, and there's not a lot of them. Like I just basically took it in high school mm. and that was it. Right. Yeah. They never really, I felt helped me that much, you know, like I, I can't say I loved any art courses. And when it comes to taking art classes in university or or in college or anything, I've always heard hit and miss things. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to the Kubert School. I thought that sounded pretty cool, right? I hear good things about it, actually. Right. Of course, I I'll never get to things. go there. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, when I looked at your course and the price point, I think even for my ultra super duper pack or whatever, it was something like 40 bucks or something like that, right? It was 30. Was like, 30. Is it 30? Oh, there you go. Okay. So yep. you're correcting me. <laughs> um you know, for, for 30 bucks, holy shit, did I get a lot out of it, man. Like, oh, And I'm man. not just hyping you up right now. I'm saying it really did. It made it made so much sense to me. And the videos that were attached to it and stuff like that, it just being able to simplify the skeleton and being able yeah. then to just move it the way I wanted to move it and everything like that. Yeah, it helped tons, man. Thanks, so, man. again, props on that. Uh, yeah, it, it even though it, it seems like, it was only two years ago for me that's almost a lifetime ago because i've taken it and hopefully rolled with it right wow so what part of it was it that helped you inside the course was it the uh workshop classes was it the actual uh you know the the main proportions of lesson yeah it was the main proportions of yep. lessons like man the, that's cool just how to you know the rule of eight yeah uh, you know here's the thing and this is what we went back to we were talking about that marvel book and everything and yeah. how we might look at it different now hmm. Some people learn in different ways. As you know, I, I went to university to become an educator, and I was, you know, some people are tactile, visual, everything, right? Mm -hmm. And videos get me, and I get them. Do you know what I mean? Like when when a video <laughs> is on the screen, I'm like, it can catch me. I can repeat it. I can put it on loop, and I just roll through it mm -hmm. again and again and again. A book sometimes it just doesn't grab me that way, you know. Totally. And man. so the video components of of classes and everything. Especially if, you know, if <clears throat> I hate the sped up videos on YouTube, you know, the doo -doo 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 -doo, boom, the guy's got magic, right? Yeah. You know, yep. you know, I like it when an artist is sitting there and saying, okay, you know, I'm, I'm doing this sketching and here's my sketch work and you know why I'm doing it? Well, I want to flow and I want to show this and that. The, hearing the artist's thoughts as they're running through it and explaining it to me and stuff like that, it helps me tons. And so oh, that's yeah. something that when you were explaining like the rule of eight and how to break it down. And then I look at my own body, I'm thinking, okay, well, the wrists match up with the crotch line, you know, all this kind of stuff works and stuff. I was like, damn, yeah, totally get it now. <laughs> Dude, that is so cool. And man, that yep. that super inspires me to keep on going with the current course I'm working on, the, uh, the yeah, superheroines. Oh, the superheroines, right. Yeah, right, right. yeah, superheroines. So um, that's going to basically take people through how to create three unique superheroine characters from start to finish. And... 
You know, it was funny because I wanted to do another course that was similar to the proportions course, you know, real technical, going through the fundamentals and that kind of thing. Yep. But um, in a weird way, I started to realize that maybe that was something that was better left, at least for me and the way that I like to teach, that would be better left for a book. And oh, for me, yeah, yeah, right. And then I was like, but you know what's great for video is actually seeing the process unfold you know what you do with those fundamental ingredients how the method actually is is taken place in order to get a, an artwork from again those basic fundamentals you know that the pose the sketch get it laid out on the page yeah. and then take it all the way through inking up the final line work and then coloring it into a final presentation and so that's that's kind of where I came at it from, and also I just really love drawing cool. superheroines and and illustrating them, and I felt like I'd been focusing. Did you always, here's a question. Yep. Did you always love drawing girls? Oh yeah, I always loved drawing girls. I always loved drawing comic book art in general, and it felt like for so long I had been just working on these these fundamental principles and kind of going through the process. You know, I was drawing the female heads course for a long, long time and talking about the yeah. structure of the head and that kind of thing. But it wasn't an actual illustration that had life in it and had, you know, personality. And I felt like I'd gone so long without actually drawing that kind of content that I just uh, yeah. I, I decided the kind of courses I want to create were the ones where you as the student could watch me watch over my shoulder watch me create a full finished character or you know later on in the future full finished sequential and actually see how it's created from start to finish um For sure while at the same time actually watching those fundamentals applied rather than just the fundamentals being taught in the lesson of it in and of itself of course i still touch on them and that kind of thing but I feel like I'm probably going to release some kind of giant book one day which covers all of that kind of stuff. You know, there'll, sure. be, there'll be like all the key yeah, ingredients and then all the methods. All. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I get you. Yep. You know, uh, it's interesting that you said that looking over the shoulder thing, mm. right? Wouldn't you just love to do that to some of your comic book idols? Oh, I mean, like, absolutely, man. Todd McFarlane drawing something like that and you're just – you just hang it out and just watching totally. it unfold. And so that's kind of what these videos end up being a little bit is just watching the process unfold, like you said, right? Yeah, big time, man. And for me, honestly, you know, we we're talking about when we first started getting serious and when we first started seeing that big jump in our own skill set. Well, for me, that was when I was about, you know, it would have been probably actually quite later on in my teens, probably about 17 yeah. or 18. Yep. When I discovered David Finch's anatomy classes on the Nomon workshop, and he basically went over dynamic drawing and how to draw the figure um, and all the components that went into that. But for me, that was the biggest stepping stone that I could have ever experienced as yeah. an up-and-coming artist because it helped me to take all those fundamentals that I'd learned from the books, like how to draw comics the Marvel way. And, and let's see, what have I got on my bookshelf here? I've got a bunch of them. Like, seriously, I've got a yeah, whole so lot I, of them. To the side. <laughs> yeah. and, and that stuff's great, but a lot of the time the, the content is kind of dry and you're kind of looking at it on the page, but it's very hard to make the right connections and, and put yeah. it into practice when you haven't actually seen with your own eyes how what's being explained in the book is actually applied. And that's exactly yep. what those DVDs did for me. They showed me... And I got Stephen Platts as well on comic book illustration. He was, you know, it's no wonder that I've got a 90s style to my comic book illustration, For right? For sure, sure, yeah. But seeing those guys work, and you know what? They were sped up videos, but oh, wow. that didn't matter at all. That didn't okay. matter to me one bit because... For some reason, just listening to them explain it and going through their process really yeah. just helped to click for me. And I remember actually copying ex exactly what I was seeing in those videos into my own sketchbook. You know, so if David Finch would draw an arm and he would articulate the muscles within the arm, I would draw that very same arm from that very same view like a billion times yep. page after page in my sketchbook. Now, and here's so a question. Do you remember how much that course was? That course was about fifty bucks. Okay, so look at that. Bucks. I I bought your course for thirty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you bought Finch's course for fifty. Yeah. You know, and and I'm not saying that that's not any amount of money. Yes, for for an average yeah. person starting off, 
laying down 20, 30, 50, 100. Hmm. But I honestly think if if I could make a top 10 list, or not even a top 10, top three list of courses or something, you could probably learn a whole bunch for about $100. You know, like yeah. I think if, if a new learner was coming out and said, you know, what should I do? I'd be like, okay, well, here's this course, this yeah. course, and this course. It's about a hundred bucks, but that hundred bucks will be golden for you. Absolutely. Or at least it would be for me, right? It's so much more worth it to do it that way because if you want to go to art school or you even want to study this stuff as a, you know, just a, a course at a university or something like that, it oh, yeah. costs tens of thousands <laughs> of dollars. And it literally okay. does. And they, they, you know, it's just insane. I never actually did an art course at uni. I did a video games course, which was significantly less at the time. It was at TAFE, I believe, or maybe it's college over there in America where you guys yeah. are. But, yeah. um, you know, and that was that was five grand in and of itself. But, man, tens of thousands of dollars to do these art courses that show you nowhere near the level of depth you need to know in order to draw comic books. They'll teach you how to draw right. from observation. You'll get really good at life drawing, that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. they'll show you a bunch of painting techniques and whatnot. And, I, you know, I know I haven't done it, but I know this because I have lots of art friends that have done these courses. And yeah, I can tell too. you what, none of them are ever satisfied with it at the end of the day. They feel like it's a waste of money and time. And I don't know if that's the case for every art course out there, but this is what I hear. And... You know, they're looking at my art and they're wondering, you know, <laughs> well, how come I can't draw like you? You know, I've spent all this money and you haven't even gone to art school. How come you can draw and I can't, right? Sure, sure. And, and so, you know, this this podcast is a little bit about, you know, beginners and where hmm. to start and how to get into it. Exactly. And so I think it sounds like both of us are saying, listen, yeah, most of the time, university or that type of art school, unless mm. it's the Kubert school or something like that, mm -hmm. I don't put it on my top recommended list of how no. to learn this stuff. You know, I think especially not for the return on investment, you know, for, mm. like you said, you're listing tens of thousands of dollars mm. and, and it's not just tens of thousands of dollars. It's time in you're, yeah. you're spending, let's say two, four, four years, whatever, two, three, four years, and tens of thousands of dollars. So in that mm. time, that means you're not making any money or you're just working at Starbucks or something like that. That's that's a tough begin, you know, like that's yeah. a tough way to begin it. And even at the end of it, like you said, how many of those people mm. that are graduating from this are going on to creating art for a living and stuff, you know? Like, And I'm not putting down the schools. I'm just saying, no, geez, exactly. those numbers are tough numbers to to relate to, right? They are, absolutely. And those fees are, are crazy. Everybody talks about it, and it's it's quite true. And then right. you're, you're paying that back for years on end. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, i got to say, it is funny to say this, but if you say you do jump into an art course at university, the funny thing is is that if you also go home and you download a bunch of or you buy a bunch of courses on, you know, the Nomon Workshop or Skillshare or Cube Brush or how to yep. draw comics.net – and you yep. go through those and you really study them, you're going to go back to that art course and trust me, you are going to be miles ahead of everyone else there. Totally agree. Because yep. they're kind of like instant upgrades, essentially. You're leveling up every time you do one of these courses. And I know I'm hyping them a lot, but the reason I'm hyping them is because that's how I got to where I am today. And I can honestly tell you, I don't think I would be at where I'm at now even at this point in time, without those courses, even if I had kept on practicing and stuff, if I hadn't yep. had those courses by David Finch and Stephen Platt and all the other guys out there, I remember doing a course that showed me how to color the spawn way back in the day. It was one of the earliest oh, yeah. coloring courses that I ever did. And it's still to this day, that's the foundation of everything that I do, those courses. Sure. And, sure. Um, and, you know, some of these courses cost money. You know, you mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, what is it, Genome or Gnome or whatever yeah. it is. Um, schoolism, uh, yep, Udemy. Schoolism is another one. Uh, you know, your your site has, has some courses. And they're not expensive. You know, they range no. anywhere from $5 to $10 or something. But where I actually started was on DeviantArt. Oh, yeah. There was, guy, there was guys that would upload their PDFs. Totally. Like yeah. uh, Jeffrey Chamba Cruz and a few other guys. Um, would upload their PDFs. They, I'd download it and just try to break it down and look at how they were, uh, you know, arrived, how they were coloring, how they were approaching their colors and stuff. And so, yeah, I don't think you need to spend tens of thousands 
I, I think you could get by with 100, 200 bucks. Honestly, $100 in digital courses and another $100 in a few books. Oh, yeah. And I think, I, I think a $200 investment and, mm. you know, evenings and weekends or something like that, yeah. you, you could really get good. You know, you can yeah. get legit. If you're serious about getting good and you're truly dedicated, that's absolutely all you need is a few great courses that cover the things that you want to learn about because that's the other yeah. thing with these art courses. They're not necessarily going to give you what you're looking for exactly. They're going to give you whatever their their program consists of. But if you go online, you look through you know, a tutorial library like on howtodrawcomics.net, for example, you yep. see the, the thing that you want to focus on. Say it's learning how to draw comic book superheroines, just as an example, right? <laughs> at least, just as an example. <laughs> just as an example. At least you can go, hey, you know what? That's what I want to focus on for the next month, and I want to get good at, good at it. I want to conquer the yep. heck out of it. And you can do that, and it's kind of like, yep. hey, you just got the, the superheroines upgrade, and you're able to hopefully you know, get a bunch of value out of that and see uh, a measurable result in the uh, the amount of growth that you've had in your skill set. Yeah. So this um, is the change. You know, this is the modern age now where, yeah. you know, whether it's a kiosk at McDonald's or whatever it is, mm. we can walk up and order almost exactly what we want. There's so much available to totally. us online now. And so whether it's the how to draw comic superheroine course that's coming out soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or... Whatever it is, you know, like, geez, we've got so much at our fingertips available. Yeah. And so whenever those people post on, on our uh, Facebook group there, mm. you know, they, they say, where should I start? Totally. Um, you know what? We should almost direct them to this podcast type of thing because we should, I, yeah. there, there's a lot of ideas that we're coming up with here. Yeah. And a lot of things that we're saying that, you know, we're not telling you don't go to university for it, but we're just saying, I don't think it's the best. I don't think it's the optimal way mm. and stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to books, I want to recommend a series. It's out of production now. Yep. But do you remember Wizard Magazine? Oh, yeah. I remember Wizard. Okay. Yeah, I got a Wizard few of their Magazine, books. Right. In, in, their, uh, in their magazine, every couple issues or whatever, they throw in a little tutorial yeah. from a guest artist. Yeah. And they collected all of those tutorials in uh, How to Draw Comics. or uh, yeah. let's see. I don't know if I got the title over here. But it's basically a How to Draw the wizard weight or something and they collected <laughs> all of their tutorials from drawing women uh rendering metal like all of this kind of stuff mm. and there's about four or five books in the series you have to i think they're out of print but you can still find them you know occasionally ebay amazon type of thing right and mm. honestly yeah for just those books i think great i totally recommend them absolutely man you know i freaked out when I discovered the Greg Capullo crash course in Wizard Magazine, he did a series for them once upon a time. And I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen it, Ed? Uh, no, but I'm wondering if it's actually printed in these Wizard books now. It, it might be, but it's um, it's a pretty amazing little... It's, it's about five or six pages, and he just goes over you know, some of the basics that he uses in his own work. And I was a big Greg Capullo fan back when he was doing Spawn and The Creech and even uh, the Haunt comic series that he did. You know, I really loved the amount of detail. I just thought that was awesome. So I would try to actually track down tutorials by the artists who were inspiring me to get good in the first place. And every time yep. I found one, I felt so lucky. I'm like, yes, now I get to see the process. Right on. Yep. Yeah. That's how I feel too, man. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Now, now, speaking of courses, Ed, you know, you and I have been talking about this for a while, and I know you've been hard at work creating this <laughs> this fundamentals yep. course, which goes over anatomy, essentially, uh, for the entire body. And um, that's a super exciting little project that you've got going on that I personally can't wait to see, because... Um, like you said, you, you went to university to be a teacher and yep. you sound like an awesome teacher from what, <laughs> you know, the, the little videos that you're putting out on, on Facebook here and there and, and just yep. the way that, you know, you, you present information is very, I think more than informative, it's very informative, but it's also very engaging. That's what I find with you anyway. So, Brother? um, yeah, wow. no worries, man. So you know, so it's nine lessons. Let's let's talk a little bit about no, this for a moment. No, it's not actually. I bumped it up to eleven lessons right now. Ah, uh, very nice. Uh, so it, you know, it's getting bigger and bigger as I go yep. through it. Basically, here's the thing: like, you know, 
there's a lot of structural problems when we see somebody drawing and and whenever somebody posts up a picture of wolverine or spider-man whatever almost always the comments are watch your anatomy learn your anatomy double check your anatomy your anatomy is off in this area right Mm -hmm. and what happens is the the receiver of that critique says what the hell you know what does that mean (laughs) because because they haven't really studied it right and so you're almost speaking this weird language to them you're saying watch your anatomy okay, I know what the word anatomy means, but I don't know specifically what the hell you're talking about because I don't know it, right? Like, yeah. I don't know I don't know what to watch. I'm just looking at this damn picture and not knowing. You right? don't know what you until, don't know. Right, you don't know what you don't know until you start to know it. And so that's why I thought, well, I'm going to put this together. And I think anybody who's been following a lot of my art uh, in the group or in my page uh, has seen me working on anatomy practice, just rolling through the different body parts and stuff. And... That's what I'm trying to do in this unit. Uh, actually, sorry, in this lesson, I'll use lesson in this course, is uh, break up the body into various parts, whether it's the skeletal system, a simplified skeleton, uh, taking... So I'm kind of ripping off of you. I'm, I, this is almost a step past your proportions one. I, That's I didn't, what I love I don't about even it, know man. if I told you that or anything, right? No, but I I'm love going, it. Okay, I'm taking a step from the proportions one, going with the rule of eight for a basic skeleton, showing how to apply it in different uh, poses and motions and stuff by uh, referencing like athletes and and different types of photos and stuff, right? Recognizing how do I spot the skeleton in somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. And then now let's break it down. Let's go through each of the body parts, see how they look, see how they look at different angles, see how they look extended or flexed, see how they look in motion, and so that's what this course is, hopefully, that uh, hopefully if I get it done. It should be done in the next week or so. It here. sounds like it's going to get done, man, from I, what you've told me. It's getting bigger and bigger, but I'm, I'm trying to rein it in, right? But yeah. I go through, uh, like I said now, 11 units of it, uh, breaking down all the body parts. And, and here's another thing. This is something that we're talking about how to get better and where to begin. Part of that is repetition. And like you mm-hmm. said at one point, you know, um, rolling through drawing the faces again and again and again, or drawing through Finch's work, that same pose again and again and again. Mm-hmm. What I've done in this uh, this lesson is I've got a video unit, but I've also attached a PDF to it. And in that PDF, you can print it off or you can use it online or digitally on your computer and stuff, right? And I've kind of done not a PDF, like not a a book per se of a how-to book but more like a a workbook like worksheets that's 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 a better way to explain it yeah i've included worksheets into it so that you can follow along as we're doing the video lesson and then you can do it for homework or whatever you know you do extra work (laughs) that you just practice repetition rolling through drawing that bicep from all these different angles and stuff and hopefully at the end of the course what I hope is the same thing that you hoped at the end of, you know, when somebody takes your courses is yeah. they come away from it and they're like, wow, I get it now. Like I, that it, I, I couldn't totally get it before, but now those pieces come together. Like it, it all makes sense. Why does it look a certain way when it's posed a certain way or whatever? Right. Yeah, man. And so that's, that's the goal with this anatomy course is uh, yeah. How to draw anatomy. Hopefully, uh, and hopefully I'll keep the price point low. I think, you know, that's another thing with struggling artists, you know, they don't have always thousands to spend or anything like oh, that. Excellent. So I try to, I try to think, you know, what would I want to buy? What would I think that would help be helpful for me or something? Right. And what would be a price point that, uh, that I would think is reasonable for it. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, hopefully yeah. it'll work. Absolutely, man. What I love about it is it is a natural progression up from the proportions course. It's kind of like the proportions course is really focusing on the skeleton of the figure, making sure that that's yep. scaled up correctly because, of course, if the skeleton isn't sized up accurately, then everything you put on top of it, including the anatomy, isn't going to be sized up correctly either. So, totally. Totally. Uh, but what it was really missing was, of course, the anatomy. Like it just did not. It like actually placing in the muscle groups just way went way outside the scope of what that course is offering. So right. I think the one that you're creating is really going to be where it's at as far as anatomy goes. And you even said that you're going over a, a few different body types as well. Yeah, you know, I'm covering kind of 
everything. Like that's why, like originally it was only going to be, I think I plotted it as eight units or something. Cause I'm just, you know, covering major muscle groups and stuff. And then it kind of expanded into hands and feet. And then I thought I'd throw a bonus uh, unit in of breasts because everybody nice. seems to focus on those a lot. Right. Well, they are. <laughs> well, you know, so I've got a, I've got a section on pectorals, like on the pecs and everything, but I was like, you know what? How are we going to draw breasts, right? Like yeah. it's it, it's it's important. It's and <laughs> you, you know, gotta know you got to know, right? It's part of it. Yeah. And then I thought, well, you know, we we keep drawing all these heroic figures and stuff, right? And I love them. You, mm-hmm. you know, me and you were in the same mindset of the '90s and stuff. Big heroic <laughs> heroines, everything, right? Yeah. Um, but what about the grandma? You know, you can't have these heroes standing. A hero doesn't look heroic unless they're surrounded by normal looking people right Absolutely, or man. different body types and stuff so yeah i threw another unit in um that i did up this week uh working on how to draw different body types how to recognize the proportions in different body types and stuff so that's almost again an extension on that uh, on your proportions video yeah going totally. in, draw, drawing children like what's you know how many heads high as a child and stuff what about an elderly lady what happens with the scoliosis in her back and stuff how does mm-hmm. it bend her over you know, how does that work on her? Or, hmm. for example, um, yeah, part of it is like when a guy gets fat and a girl gets fat, what are the differences between those? Where are the hormonal fat deposits laid and stuff? You know, so different. He's different. Yeah, I get really in-depth in it. So hopefully people will dig it and appreciate it and buy it. <laughs> Dude, it sounds amazing. It's, it's seriously, I'm excited for it. And it sounds like you're excited about it too. Yeah, I am. Like you you're know, enjoying working, working for on a while. it. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been cool, um, but it keeps growing, and I, I have a feeling that even after I'm done it, I might look back at it and add something or something. You know, like yeah. I, I don't know. Have you ever done that with with a unit? Like you mm. go back and kind of tweak some things or add to it or anything like Man, that. Man, I, I got to tell you, I feel the exact same way about how to draw superheroines. And at the moment, it's three unique characters, right? Which yep. is great because it's it's really if you've seen other courses that uh, focus on character design. You know, I'm saying character design because there's not that many on comic book characters, unfortunately. But yeah, usually yeah. it'll show you maybe one or two characters max. This is covering three unique characters, each with, uh, you know, variations as far as the costume goes. So it goes over cloth and how to how to render chrome materials and, uh, you know, techie cybernetic attachments. You know, there's, this is one girl who uh, is kind of like a cyberpunk chick, law enforcer. Real badass, oh, right. babe. And she's got like these cybernetic enhancements on her arms and legs, and it looks super mm-hmm. cool. But you know, when I when I was actually thinking about what kind of characters can I create, where with each character I can teach something new, I, I was kind of sitting right. down and thinking, you know what? I, I I remember when I first wanted to learn how to draw comic book characters, I'd see like you know these characters like Cygor from the Spawn series. It was kind of like this half yep. mechanical ape and. You know, Cyberforce was another super cool comic book that I love from Mark Silvestri. And, you know, right. that's what inspired me to actually create characters with that sci-fi type feel. So I really wanted to show people how to actually go about creating characters with those types of elements and, and assets. So super cool, cool stuff you know, like I've that. Got a, I've got a request for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I you know, I... I keep hyping that I, I love the proportions course and, I, and this uh, this new one coming out uh, sounds great. But you know what I'd really love you to do? Yep. I want you to do a rendering course, like how oh, yeah. you come at your rendering. Like everybody's renders different, whether it's with ink, pencil, whatever, whether it's mm. heavy brush strokes, heavy inks. You know, your rendering is such a 90s flair mm. to it and stuff. And it just, it just, it strikes my 90s nostalgia. I love that style. So if you could ever, whether it's just only for me, you don't have to share it with other people or anything, yeah. but, but you can put it out there if you want to. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I would love to see just a rendering video from you. It doesn't mm. it doesn't have to be anything massive, but I think, I think people would really like that. I know I would. I would love to see how mm. you approach your rendering, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and honestly... Um, that is a request that has been been pitched to me multiple times, in fact, oh, there you go. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I, I guess one reason that I kind of got to the point where people were taking notice of the rendering that I was doing was because I wanted to render like that. Like, I wanted ultra-high detailed stuff, but yep. uh, you know what? 
I discovered later on was the art of balancing that out and not detailing the crap out of everything on a comic book illustration. Um, so I think it was kind of like what people found appealing about my rendering later on and kind of now is the fact that it still looks detailed, but actually it's very strategically placed throughout the illustration in order to create a very readable image that catches captures the eye in just the right areas of focus within the artwork. There you go. That's what I got to learn, man. You got to um, teach it to me. But yeah, like you said, um, so add-ons within this this heroines course, one thing I actually <laughs> wanted to add in there was uh, a rendering workshop, a coloring workshop, and just basically an overview of how Manga Studio works and how I use the tools within that. So I'm probably not going to get time to do that before December comes around, but I do want to definitely uh-huh. add to that course as time goes on, which, you know, with uh, platforms like Gumroad these days and CubeBrush and and those kinds of learning uh, websites that allow you to kind of add to your course and to build it up and, and give your students more and more value because, you know, there's guaranteed always going to be someone who has a question that hasn't been answered in the course that they were looking for when they enrolled. And right. I think that being able to add to it really makes it worthwhile for them and it also makes allows you to create a better and better course. So um, I'm totally agree. You know, it's it's awesome. It's like, and you you grow you grow so you grow so much love for these courses that you create, and you really want to help people. So it's inevitable that you're going to keep on growing them because you want them to be the epitome of what they can be. Yeah, I think I've taken. I, I remember taking a, a gesture course on. Uh, I want to say schoolism or Udemy, I can't remember, and I, a couple other courses and stuff. Like they were just like 10.99 courses or something. Yeah. Like they were solid, right? But yeah. I keep getting emails saying, "Hey, just so you know, we've updated the course," or you know, and I appreciate that. You know, I think it's great that you know they keep adding to it and stuff. And yeah, I, I think that shows how much the creators of the course really care about hmm. if they've already. bought it or if i've already bought it i just get the new content for free and stuff it's just added to the course right yeah totally but it's it's a win-win for everybody the the creator of the course uh you know is putting out that better product and stuff getting feedback as you said uh seeing any tweaks that needed to be had or just adding to it and stuff right yeah and the students are like whether it's a new student or one that purchased it six months ago they're still getting the benefits from it so Yeah. yeah these platforms now and it comes back to it. You know, where does a beginner begin? Mm. Nowadays, I'd say online. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, and you get know the what? Courses online. Get, get online. Get the courses yep. online because I tell you what, even I've got a, a Skillshare subscription and I've got a bunch of courses that I've bought on Udemy. And it's great because especially with um, what, what I love about Skillshare actually is just that if I do want to learn about something, I can kind of go on there, search it in, and there's going to be guaranteed a few lessons on, on what I'm looking for. So yep. if you are starting out, you know, you're starting out in a time that is much more supportive and encouraging for you than when we would have started. You know, yeah. for, for us, I remember when I first really started getting into comics, uh, yeah, and, and trying to get good. There was a few things out there. There was again the David Finch and Stephen Platt was probably the only thing how to draw how to color comics the Spawn way was another one. And there was also a company back then called Massive Black that was really starting to teach people about digital painting, you know, the really early days of digital yep. painting. And they had a few concept art courses on there that went over character design and that sort of thing. But, you know, it was very few and far between. I was on dial-up still at the time, so it was tough to actually download that stuff. It would take it would take a very long time, yeah. Sure. Um, so, you know, these days, almost everybody has a high-speed internet connection, or much more high-speed at least than dial-up. And right. there's just an immense amount of resources that are going to teach you stuff to the point where... That's the problem, is that there's just too much stuff out there on YouTube. And, uh, and for, you know, a lot of the free stuff is great, but it's so much content that you've got to sift through in order to get yeah. to what you're actually looking for. And even when you think you've found it, it's like, you know, you watch the video and it's like, well, okay, you know, this is great and all, and it is on the topic that I was looking for, but it's not quite giving me the in-depth information that's really going to help me out. You know, in sure. fact... 
for some reason, and I don't know why this is, but a lot of drawing channels that I've subscribed to have kind of gone down the route of less teaching, more entertainment. And I'm not quite sure why that is. Maybe it gets I've more views I've only seen it too, man. I've seen the exact same yeah. thing happen. Yeah. And you know what it is? I, I, I can almost guarantee they get more views. Yeah, that's got to be it, right? Right. Because, <laughs> it, it, you know, if you're if – you're, like you think of Bob Ross or whatever, mm. you know, you're like – do, 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 do. Yeah. You're just drawing, you're just painting and, and being all mellow and, yeah. and explaining some things. Yeah, that's cool. And for somebody actually mm. wanting to learn, that's it, it actually it's great. Mm. But bam, bam, flash. You know, the, the big effects, the the funny video intros and stuff like that of like, hey mom, what am I gonna draw today? I don't know, son. You know, like this little <laughs> skip playing and stuff. And then it's only like it's five minutes of goofiness and one minute of actual lesson if yeah. that or something right and yeah. it's like well pow that's the video you know and totally so i think it's 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 view getting uh, that's my guess is that they're going after views and stuff instead of going after mm. actual teaching right? it is totally and and i think one of the other reasons is teaching is actually quite hard as well i mean it's it's a skill set just like drawing is in order to sure. be a good teacher you've really got to know how to lay things out in a way and especially something which is kind of you know art can be a very non-solid subject to kind of teach i mean there's not necessarily a straightforward approach to it sometimes that's necessarily clear at the beginning and so i think sure. a lot of natural artists you know like the comic book pros that are out there like you you ask why aren't they doing more courses to to teach their fellow aspiring artists just coming up in the game well i think the reason is is because they don't know how they do what they do if you ask them they wouldn't yeah. be able to answer you they'd kind of go well you know you you kind of use the pen like this and you do it this way. I can't tell you why, but it just kind of works. And yep. um, I think that that is one of the cool things about these these platforms that are out there now that are specifically for learning. Like YouTube's great and it does have some awesome tutorials and content on there, but it is primarily an entertainment platform. And, Good point. And I think it's important to realize that because of it, it, the fact it's an entertainment platform, you're going to have to really search for what you're trying to find. And, you know, honestly, for a, the the price that online courses are now in order to get super, um, super focused, laser focused learning content on the specific subject that you want to learn about, I mean, you may as well just jump online, find that specific course on Udemy, Skillshare, or howtodrawcomics.net. And and just make the investment because that small monetary investment that, you know, is really the cost of one expensive meal is going to pay off so much later on in the long run from years and years from now. You know, like, again, I said it before, I honestly wouldn't be where I'm at now with my skill set were it not for those DVDs that I learned from back in the day. Yeah. You know, I think it's a switch people have to make mentally nowadays yeah. is that... And everybody's doing it, you know. Originally, yeah. it was like, oh, I won't pay for an app. You know, why would I yeah. pay for a $2 app? I should be getting it for free and stuff. And But now, I think there's a switch of recognizing that, listen, this content has value. Totally. And it's only $2 or it's $10 or whatever. So, you know, if I look at the value of uh, looking at your proportions course for me, like mm. not only did it have value for me at that time, it carried value for me going forward now. You know, oh, like, yeah. like I said... The course that I'm building now was jumping off of yours, right? So yeah. that has a value for me. And and I still got your course. You know, yeah. it's available. You download it, and I've got it on my computer. Totally. Right? So I can reference it. I can go back to it. You know, mm -hmm. and so it's – I think people have to make this switch of saying, you know, this fear of uh, devaluing digital content and stuff like that. No, you know what? If it's good, I'll pay. You know, if it's a good app – or whatever mm. it is, like you said, a good subscription, good course. Yeah. Nowadays, ten bucks, twenty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know, that's <laughs> a couple burgers at McDonald's and stuff like that. You know, totally. like it's yeah. it's really not that much money for what you're going to get out of it, mm. right? And so yeah, but what you get get out of it, you got to search around a little bit, you know, mm. see see 
the courses that will match what you want and stuff, right? I agree with that. You do. And here's the other thing, and this is the this is the trap actually of buying course after course, you know, okay? Because I've got a bunch of courses and I've fallen into this trap as well, is when you get more occupied collecting courses than actually doing <laughs> the stuff that they're teaching, right? So when you get Just the like course <laughs> sorry? Just like books, like buying up a, a bunch of art books or something and never reading them. Right? Exactly, right? So yeah. when you get a course, that course should take you at minimum a week to go through properly. And you want to put into practice every single thing that's been taught in that course. If it comes with assignments and exercises, make sure you do them because that's really where the value is at. You're getting yeah. to see the artist actually put the techniques that they're talking about into action awesome super valuable right but then you yep. want to do the same thing they've just showed you how to do it you know exactly how to do it but actually being able to become competent at it is going to require you to put it into practice so yep. with all these courses make sure that you don't just get hooked on the dopamine spike you get from just buying <laughs> them right because yep. that's a very easy trap to fall into and yep. uh and then you know you're sitting there and you spent like five minutes like you know, skipping through the videos and then you're like, well, this course didn't, didn't give me what I was looking for because it didn't magically somehow download the information and experience into my brain that I was looking right. for. Right. And yeah. look, we all want that magic pill, right? Where we're able to watch the course, wake up tomorrow and be an amazing artist. But that's unfortunately the one thing that you got to do on your own. You've got right. to be the one who, and, you got to ask yourself, you know, what is it going to take in order for me to become the artist that I want to be? How, what am I going to have to sacrifice? And how patient will I need to be in order to get to the point that I want to get to? Because it will take a long time. And yeah, there's yep. a lot of learning. There's a lot of people out there that are going to be able to teach you how to do exactly what they've done. But in the end, what's going to be the true test is whether or not you're just able to sit down for hours on end and repeat the processes that you're learning about because if you're able to do that it's going to become ingrained in your brain and you're going to it's going to become an automatic process like i was saying to you ed um you know when i was uh you know i, I was drawing just female heads for like an entire year and a half right over and over again, really figuring out what the structure was and, you know, the proportions and the style, you know, how I went yep. about actually getting the look for these female heads that I wanted. And, yep. you know, there was lots of growing that I did through that. And my heads look very different from when I was <laughs> done to when they began. But now, sure. you know, to, tonight I was doing up a few quick sketches and, you know, one of those sketches was just a simple heroin head. And um, it was very easy to get down to the page. I didn't even have to think about it. And you know what? I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed just the process of drawing because I'd learned a, much of what I needed to learn in order to be able to do it. And once you right get on. past that point where it's no longer, you know, when it's a fun challenge, then yep. that's when you're really going to start enjoying the process of creating your illustrations. Totally agree. Hey, listen, before we wrap up, I'm going to give one small extra point for beginners. Yeah, And this totally. applies for beginners, intermediate, anybody. Take feedback. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is something that we run into again and again, and it's not just in our uh, How to Draw Comics, uh, you know, Facebook group. It's, it's all over every group that people post art in and stuff is that the ability to be open to feedback mm. is something that a lot of um, beginner and intermediate artists are not good at. Almost all pros that I know are pretty good at it. You know, even yeah. though they're professional, they know they mess up and they're like, yep, I know I hit that wrong, you know. But the beginners and intermediates really get their backs up often. Totally. You know, it's not all of them, but there's enough to make it an issue and stuff. So if you're going to spend $20 on a course and you're going to spend 20 hours practicing something and you're going to post it and say, look at how good this is. Okay. You know, if you show it to your mom, mom's going to love it. Moms always love their kids art. Right? Yeah. But if you're going to post it out for the world to see, expect that you're going to get feedback. And not all of that feedback is going to be 
constructive. Hopefully it mm -hmm. will be. And, and some groups are better than others. Some websites are better than others and stuff. But no matter what, don't lose your shit. You know, like yeah. just either <clears throat> if, if, it's, if, if, if it's a total BS critique, just say thanks and move on. If it is mm -hmm. something that has some legitimacy to it, take a hard look at it. Take a hard look at your art and maybe don't change that art. That could be done. Like, I, I don't always like revisiting pieces or whatever. When I, mm -hmm. Once I'm done, I'm done. But say, you know what? On my next one, I'm going to change that. I, I see what they're saying. And boy, oh boy, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go after that next time. There is not going to be that weird perspective issue that I messed up on or anything like that, whatever it is. And this is free, you know, or well, sometimes it's not. I guess you could pay for feedback. <laughs> There's something <laughs> that you could pay for feedback. But a lot of this feedback is free and people are tossing hmm. away that value. And so yeah. I think, you know, don't get your back up. Don't get all defensive about it. Either, either say thank you and move on or really take a hard look at what that person is saying and say, yeah, you know what? Okay, you know, I'll, I'll keep that in mind as I'm going forward here. Yeah, man, that's absolutely, you couldn't say truer words than that because, you know, feedback is just as powerful as these online courses that we're talking about and learning from the experience of the pros out there who are actually putting their knowledge out on the table for you. If you can actually imagine if you could get feedback from them as well, how amazing would right. that be, right? But right. you know, unfortunately, we we can't always do that unless we're lucky enough to have somebody as a mentor. But you know, what you can do as a as a supplement is simply you know jump onto a, a group like the How to Draw Comics group on Facebook and start posting up your art, get that feedback. And hey, none of us like getting feedback. Let's face it, we all kind of cringe. Um, but that's kind of a good sign. It means that maybe there is some work for us to do because, hey, I, sure. hate to, I hate to use this term, but the truth does hurt sometimes. And when you know that you've got a certain weakness within your work and someone points it out and you've tried to ignore it, it's it's tough to swallow. But it does mean that, hey, you were right. That, that area of your artwork where you weren't feeling confident did need to be addressed and people can see it. So, right. you know, of course, they're going to point out things that you don't see that then you do see. And you're like, oh, holy shit. Right. I didn't yep. see that yep. before. Yep. And then yep. all of a sudden you can't unsee it. Right. And even if you can't understand it, maybe you could say, mm. hey, I'm sorry, but I, I know you're talking about whether it's anatomy or mm. whatever it is. But I, I don't really understand what you're saying. Could you could you do a draw over for me or something or yeah. could, could somebody and if somebody takes the time to to redline or blue line a draw over on your work, thank them because yeah. they took their, t they're not trying to rip you down. You know, they're not trying to tear it all down, tear apart your art. They took the time out of their life to not do their art, but to work on yours, right? Mm -hmm. Geez, appreciate that, right? You know, yeah. like I think that's, that's something that is generally free and people toss away far too easily. <laughs> that's absolutely true, man. Very, very true. And it's sad. Um, yeah, you know, I, I get it. I completely empathize with the feeling of, of not liking that feedback. But, you know, it's one thing, one beautiful thing that's really going to allow you to jump miles ahead of where you're at if you truly take it on board, if you swallow that that artistic ego that we all have. Um, yep. and, and we do. We have a lot of pride in our work. And, th and the reason for that is because it's coming from us. You know, there's, it's very hard to find a more purer thing than being able to express ourselves through art. Sure. We don't like to be, you know, taken down for that or critiqued in any way for that. But if you want to get better, sometimes it's it's very wise to actually take that critique on board and, and just, you know, maybe humor that person. See whether or not that advice is at least going to help you out a little bit if it's going to be an improvement on your artwork. Now, yep. as, as for the shit talkers out there that are going to put you down just to, you know, get get off on their ego, um, you know, who aren't really offering any helpful feedback in any way, shape, or form, just ignore them. Usually, um, you're going to find them very easy to ignore because you know that they're yeah. full of shit. And it's it's really the, the, the things that, again, hit most, that hit hardest, are going to be the things where you kind of know that the person who's just giving you feedback is actually right about what they're yeah, saying. And I you agree. do need to do a little bit of work. I agree. The ones that hit hardest are the ones that hit truthfully, right? They're yeah. like, yep, that, 
that's where I'm weekend, right? And yeah. yeah, with those with the shit talkers, you know, you could see them a mile away. I could always see, like this sucks or oh, I wish I could gouge out my eyes or some stupid <laughs> comment. Like they always come with some stupid comment, right? Totally, it's, man. But it's the neutral comments or even like for example, my comments are usually just straight out. Mm. It's like, hey, listen, you've got uh, this and this is good, mm. but this and this is bad. That's totally, it. man. You know, and and a lot of people will be like. Why, why, why the bad? Or you said three bad things and only two good things, or something like. No, don't, don't <laughs> count it. Don't, you know, just look at it for what it is. And if you see any truth in what I'm saying, get better. Exactly. Awesome, man. Well, we are at one hour, and we're we're right on time this episode. You know, we go a little bit over Perfect. sometimes, but um, yeah, it's been. A freaking awesome episode, Ed. It's super, it's been super great to have you here to talk about this stuff. And you know what I love about this podcast is that we're in the same boat as the listeners out there. You know, we're still trying to get better. Where we are out there buying those courses that we're preaching to you. And and I'm telling you, like I bought some just the other day. I bought one on Udemy. It went over uh, some character design stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm also buying courses on, funnily enough, SEO at the moment for the website and, and actually making it so that more aspiring artists can find it out there on the web. But, you know, just just things like that. You know, we're in the same boat and we can we can relate with where you're at. You know, I still feel like I'm, I'm looking at my artwork sometimes and I am, I, I'll say, horribly humbled, actually, when I realize, hey, wait a second... I'm actually really crap at drawing hands or oh, totally. why yeah. the heck is this pose coming out so whack? I thought I could draw poses. What's going on here? Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think that there's always, no matter what level you're going to get to, you're always going to find those, those flaws in your work that do need addressing. And, you know, you may just be starting out in your artistic journey right now, but, know that that journey is a never-ending one that you're always going to be leveling up and uh it's kind of like a never-ending video game you know you're always going to be fighting the next <laughs> boss and now, you're going to get to the next level from there it's funny i thought you were going to go with the never-ending story movie. <laughs> i was like oh he's going for it he's going for it no didn't go the never-ending video game yeah know. right went with the video game instead yeah. yeah i think you know this this podcast is about beginners where to start so in summary we'll just say you know mm-hmm. what um look at some online courses right you can get them anywhere from five dollars to fifty dollars uh take a look specifically for what your needs are what your interests are right mm-hmm. get feedback from others and then go back at it again and when you do get those courses don't just collect them don't just look you know, put them on your hard drive, let them sit there or anything, go through the courses, really explore them and stuff like that and get your money's worth. Yeah. And yeah, if you want to go to university, if you're rich, go for it. But I don't even think you'll be a better artist because of it. I think nowadays online is where it's at. Absolutely. You know, I actually, just to add to that, Ed, real quick, Mm. I actually teach uh, at at uni and I've taught taught at a bunch of them and I don't teach, you know, I only teach there a few days a week. Uh, yeah. because you know I really want to focus on how to draw comics.net and building the site and I've told my course coordinators that that's you know what I'm focused on so I'm not taking on yeah. a whole lot of classes but you know I know that I know what it's like to actually be there in the classroom and you know the students do get a lot out of my classes but I'll tell you one thing um, they're the most excited to come to my class because I actually teach them good stuff right I'm, cool. I'm actually demoing in front of them but a lot of the other teachers aren't doing that, and you know it's the same. It's the same at many of the universities that I've taught at, unfortunately, and it really sucks. I don't know if it's just in Australia, but it seems to be the way that things are. And in all honesty, uh, my hypothesis is that in the next half a decade or so, we're going to see that actual in-classroom universities are going to go out of fashion real quick and that the online schooling scene, online education is going to become more and more popular because one, it's super cheap, it's super thorough. And as you mentioned before, you touched on this, Ed, and I think that it deserves to be pointed out again that you can go back and you can recap on these courses as much as you need to. You're not going to get everything the first time around. You're going to miss a whole lot of stuff. You miss like 40% of it. So you can go back and you're actually going to be able to recap on all of that information and, you know, really suck up 
every ounce of value that you possibly can. So and you just brought something else up that it made mm. me think, you know, um, you're in Australia. I live in Hong Kong. Uh, you know, we've got, we know people all over the world and stuff, but traditionally our only options with, for courses was what's local, yeah. right? You know, yeah. and if, if you go to your local university, oh, geez, I got to take that course with Clayton again, right? You know, like <laughs> you've only got that one instructor, right? Yeah, totally. You know, that, that, that is in your area or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas in online, wow, it's a global competition and that's what yeah. we're in nowadays, right? And Good so time. you've got, you can pick and choose and you know what? And I learned this a long time ago when I started teaching. Not every teacher matches every student. And even if they're a great teacher, they don't always sync up. So yeah. you can hunt and try to find the courses and teachers that match you. And being online gives you even more of that now. Exactly. And hey, you know what? Just to cap this off, if you're looking for exactly what you should be learning as a beginner in these courses, well, as boring as it may sound, you know what, it is those cylinders, it is those yeah. simplistic <laughs> shapes, those fundamentals, right? So the proportions yep. and the perspective and the forms and all that other stuff that really does make the structure of your illustrations as solid as they possibly can be. And even more than that, they're the best way to predict the outcome of your illustration before you put too much time and energy and work into it, right? Because if you only find out later on that you're building on top of a flawed foundation and you didn't realize it, you've just yep. lost hours and hours that you're not going to get back. So the fundamentals, as boring as they are to learn, are really there to serve you as tools so that you can rig your illustration from the get-go to be successful yep that's my biggest regret honestly when i look back at mm. me starting off drawing and stuff was ignoring all the people that told me work <laughs> on fundamentals work on these basic shapes work on these things and yeah totally so right. i got all my icing and and my cake collapsed yeah absolutely i, I love that analogy i use that one all the time as well because it, it really is that way if if the the, the icing might look great, but if the cake doesn't taste good, then there's no point, right? Right, right. right. Um, anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, Ed. Thanks so much for being here. And to the listeners out there, thank you so much for sticking with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Until next time, keep on creating. <laughs>